we are back after a minor hiccup last week where we had to skip the podcast episode but this is the episode that I've been so excited to bring you I'm chatting with my beautiful friend Naomi Fader over in the US and she is super passionate about teaching us mums and women in general forgotten skills when it comes to homemaking and motherhood and those kinds of things. So I love this conversation and we are talking around sewing, fixing, saving money, but we're going to so much more than that. So let's get into today's episode with Naomi. I know that you are going to love it. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God, even in our home life. In this podcast, you will find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Well, Naomi, I am so excited that you are joining me today for this episode. I know that we are going to get super practical and really get into some of the key skills that I think one in particular, and we'll introduce it in a moment, but that I think are missing. And particularly as the generations go on, I'm finding that And I think I mentioned it a few episodes ago, life skills aren't being passed down. So I'm so excited to have you on to chat with us today. Can you, to get us started, introduce yourself, where you're from, um, do you have kids, what do you love to do, all the things. Okay, so I'm Naomi Fada. I'm from New York State, um, a couple hours north of New York City. And I do have three kids. They're um, my oldest is twelve. I have eleven year old and uh, one that just turned eight. And for a living, which is what everybody finds super unique, is that I've been a professional sewist for fifteen years. And what I love to do besides sew is I like to write, and I like to be outdoors. So those are my my probably two favorite hobbies. So good. So good. I love it. I don't know that I have ever met a someone who is a professional sewist. So I'm, I'm excited when you reach out to me and this is a classic case of like Instagram, you connect with someone, you become friends and then you just go from there. But what, how did you get started with sewing? I want to start there. Did your mom or grandma pass that skill on to you or how did you come about to be a professional sewist? So, um, I'm honestly not sure. So my mom was like, she's the oldest of 12 kids. And as a kid, I was in a couple of the weddings for my aunts and uncles. And they were like, um, kind of a small town farm family. So it was more natural for them to go and buy fabric and a pattern 
for like the flower girl dresses than it was for them to go shopping at a bridal store. So I would say like my mom always had a sewing machine, but that's the first time that I remember actually doing something. And I was probably like eight. And then by the time I was like 10, I was like, oh, mom, can I help on this dress? So that's definitely how it started. I don't really remember like how it took off from there, except that everyone would always tell me, well, Naomi just needs to be by the sewing machine. Like we lived with my other grandmother for about six months when I was 12. And the first thing she did was put her sewing machine in my bedroom. And I asked for all my grandfather's old shirts and I made a quilt like because that's what I wanted to do. So it's one of those things that just kind of took off from there. And yeah, so that's the, the introduction to sewing. Wow. So it's just something that kind of just came naturally. You had an interest for it and it was just good from it. So how did you, what was it that made you then turn that passion or interest, even just an interest into what is now your business and what you do for a living? So I went to Bible college for a year and I thought that I was going to go back. And I don't like to say like that I wasn't allowed to go back in terms of like we all make choices, but like the situation in my family at the time was finances and different things. And I just said, well, I need to be home. It's not a good time to try and finish college. So then I ended up working in a convenience store management for a lot of years. And then I ended up meeting my husband and Maybe six to nine months before we were married, I was in a friend's wedding and the person that made all of the dresses for her wedding was someone who worked out of their home and had kids. And that just gave me some kind of inspiration or courage because I knew that I would want to be home with my kids when we had kids and I was like I don't have any other options I really don't have any education and it was kind of like I feel like a god thing where it was just like that switch flipped and I was like I could do that I mean at the time I really didn't know what I didn't know which was a lot (laughs) but you just kind of take your leap of faith and that's really how it started was just that yes I think I can do this and then people encouraged me along the way and it just started growing. Wow. I love that. And I love, obviously, I love mums who are, see the priority in staying home with their kids, but also know, well, I'm really gifted in this area. So I can contribute to our family by doing this, still being able to stay home. So this is even what the podcast episode is really about. Uh, I just want to pick your brain. How do you then balance? Because you're also a homeschool mom. Is that correct? You, yeah. So you, you're a stay-at-home mom, work-from-home mom, uh, and you homeschool, and you run your business. So how, how do you balance that? How do you, how do, you do that? So it definitely started way back when, before there was homeschooling, before there was. So I started the business before we even had any kids. And that was a huge help in terms of it wasn't like you were starting something after you had kids. 
I still was working some at my other job. But uh, so that definitely made it a little bit easier was it wasn't like you jumping into adding new things constantly while you have kids in the picture. So that would be one thing that I would say. The other thing uh, is that my mom and my mother-in-law live close by and it's not that we rely on them all the time, but definitely they're supportive. My mom at this point teaches my kids one day a week. So then I have one day a week where I'm usually working or writing or doing things like that. And I know that I'm not going to be interrupted. And my mother-in-law is very good at like, if we need them to be driven to an extracurricular activity or something like that. She's very good about that. But from the early onset, I think I always knew that like, I'm going to be working while the kids are home. So it was like, you kind of just continually shift your life patterns to fit that. Like, how can I make this work? So I remember very early on learning how to meal plan, how to do freezer meals as almost a method of survival, because I was like, if I don't, like, I'm never going to get this done. And then just figuring out that schedule. So when they were young and like five and under, so if they, when they were all like five and under, um, it was nap time or quiet time for two, two and a half hours solid. Every Like there's no questions asked. That's when I would see all my clients. And then after seven, so I would work like two hours at nap time. And then from like seven to 11, like four nights a week. And you kind of get your rhythm down and definitely pay attention to your body. Like learning to let go and let God, like if I was feeling like I'm just exhausted, I need to go to bed. And I always also think that I definitely prayed a lot in those years because you need them to sleep. Like, and, but I was very fortunate that I had babies that slept, like we, they got into the routine and they really followed that pretty well. So that was a real blessing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's two these thing of if God has called you to it, he will grace you for it. So yeah. you know, being able to work your schedule around and shout out to all the mums who are nap time warriors. <laughs> we all go, quick, kids are down, go, 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 go. And it's my children are with my mother-in-law today and I'm so, so thankful mm-hmm. because Otherwise, there would be all kinds of background noise. <laughs> but it's so I just love hearing how other mums do it because each of us is different. But absolutely, yes. if God has called you, He will grace you. He will grace it for you. He will give you the capacity for it. He will work it. So I love that so much. So let's let's switch gears for a moment and actually talk about sewing. That that is what I wanted you to. <laughs> come on and talk about as a kind of lost art. I feel like with my um, peer group, like if I need something mended or fixed, I take it to my husband's nan because she's she's sewing queen. Um, and then when, when we started talking on Instagram and I kind of was checking you out and realizing what you're about and I kind of dawned on me like, yeah, I, I would have no idea how to mend that. <laughs> I love if you, um, we'll have the links in the show notes, but I love following you because 
yeah, a, literally a button falls off and I'm like, what if I do? So that is, that's why I wanted you to come on the show. The idea, someone like me who, the idea of sewing can actually sound really intimidating. What are some of the things that you would say is a good, what, what's a good place to start, particularly for someone who hasn't been taught those skills? Where, where do you suggest that they start? I would say first, some of it is mindset. Like I think because sewing is something that like I forget I grew up with it and not everybody did. There was always a button box around. There was always a needle and thread. And if you put it in terms of cooking, meaning you have to cook every day, you have to like, but we have textiles around us every day. And so the thought of like, you have, it goes from backpacks, lunch boxes, curtains, pillows, pet blankets, bedding, like the list goes on and on. And so I think to start with, it's almost an awareness of seeing those things that are textiles that like, oh, like they can be repaired and just beginning that mindset shift and then as you just start thinking about that, recognizing like if you could learn to cook, if you can learn to drive a car, you could learn to sew on a button. And what I hear sometimes is people saying, well, I just can't because I think there's, it just hasn't been something that they've seen demonstrated. So mm -hmm. it feels like the threshold of learning to do it is much higher than it is. So I'm not saying that there isn't like a learning curve. There's definitely a learning curve. But for starters, definitely I would say, get that needle and thread, like start hand stitching, learn to sew on a button. And starting really small is really where it starts. Because, and even if you've never sewn, what I find is I do teach some in-person classes now, is there is some like hand-eye coordination, some fine motor skill that takes a little bit of time to develop that you wouldn't think about because we're grown-ups, right? <laughs> like we talk about fine motor skills as far as like kids learning to write, but don't always think of that in terms of like, as we get older, like for me now it's muscle memory because I've done it for so long. So I don't think about it as much as it takes a lot of time to think about like putting the needle in and out of, you know, a loop up and down. So definitely it will take a little bit of time, but I think just continually exposing yourself to that and seeing the need for it is a, is a really big place to start. And just developing that like oh yeah this is like super practical for my household because I have stuff that will need to be mended or repaired all the time and I love to stretch people's minds a little bit beyond the mending and repairing because that can get a little bit boring in terms of I also think about how often do you go in to the store you buy something you bring it home you wear it once or twice and then you're like I'm not sure I really like this. It doesn't really fit that well. Something is funky about it. I actually have that happen even more often with my kids, which was kind of funny, but beginning to recognize, oh, maybe I could do something about this, which 
might be another conversation. <laughs> I love starting with just seeing it around you. Like we particularly, so for me, for instance, until you went through the list of things, like I just kind of think clothes, like I think shirts, pants, dresses, that was it. But then as you were going through that list, like backpacks, you know, my lounge that I'm sitting on is like covered. So someone's had to make that. And, you know, if that gets a tear and I love the thought of starting with just being aware of everything around you and not being so, what is it like tunnel vision focused on everything, but actually like all these pillows or the kids school bags, like so many different things, so much more than just a t-shirt. I love that. When you were sharing about um, the idea of like mending and fixing things. So one thing that you really shared that I've seen you share a lot about is how sewing can actually save you a lot of money. And you kind of touched on it, but can you share a bit more around that and around the practicality of what we can do? Because I know that particularly, um, you know, in these times, and I'm sick of saying in these times, but with the cost of living as it is, I don't yes. know one person who doesn't want to save money. So can you share a bit more around the practical ways that it can save us money? Sure. So I'll give you a story to start with. A couple of years ago, this is probably like 10 years ago, my husband and I got invited to a black tie event. So I was like, I know what I'm wearing, blah, blah, blah. We get to like the day before the event and I'm going through his closet he doesn't have a suit. Like his only suit is a Western, like a straight up Western suit. And I was like, I will die if I go with you to this black tie event in a Western suit. And I was like, what are we going to do? We were quite financially like, we cannot go and buy like a suit right now. So I was like, well, let's just go thrifting. We'll just go to the Salvation Army, go to a thrift store and see what we can find. And I've always loved to thrift anyway, but it never really totally dawned on me until this instant. So sure enough, we're in the thrift store and we're not really finding his exact fit. And then it dawns on me, I tailor everybody else's clothes. Why can't I tailor his? So then for $20, we bought a suit that didn't quite fit him, but it was really, really close. It needed like one seam in the back of the pants, a hem and a hem in the, in the cuffs of the jacket. So I got that like for me, that doesn't sound super hard. And even like for someone who's learning to sew, that's not, a high-end job it's not like the like these are some of the basic things like having a pair of pants or taking in the back seam is definitely something that as you learn to sew that's totally a manageable feat and when you start to think about clothing as especially thrifting as something that not only are you saving money by thrifting but you don't have to find the perfect fit because, and it leaves the options a whole lot wider in terms of being there and 
finding something that you like that just might not fit. And even in terms of if you're going into a, a department store and you're petite and not having to find petites or not being able to shop the clearance rack, if you can take out that element of I need an exact fit and you know how to shorten your own pants, you can already both save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money. And the, another thing that I would say is for kids clothing so often like my boys they didn't like the button snaps and uh, you can take them off and so velcro rather than having to go and buy new pants that are you know elastic waisted or something like that then I could go and just sew velcro strips which is I mean at minimal even hand stitching, you could learn to do that very quickly. And the amount that you save from not buying a new pair of pants. Um, another, I mean, another instance would be my daughter. She loves to thrift, but she'll come and she'll like, after wearing something, be like, oh, these cuffs, uh, can you just take the cuff off? It's too, it hangs too far down. And, and the element of like the clothing, you like it, but it's just not quite there yet and crossing over rather than wasting it or rather than going to buy new it's something that could be fixed and something that then you'll wear for a long time to come mm, I love that I love that can we let's get into thrifting for a moment what are your hot tips on thrifting so obviously and I've never thought of you know, the, the fit doesn't have to be perfect. Um, but it sounds so like obvious now, <laughs> but what, do you have any other tips? Um, cause obviously thrifting is a great way to save money. Um, do you have any other tips around thrifting? So if don't buy it too small, you can, uh, if something's too small, you, you, that's a big thing. You can't buy it too small. Um, Another thing would be if you do want to start thinking about sewing and thrifting, you have to learn to start looking at seams. So that might sound like if you don't sew, but just start looking at the seams in your clothing and you'll recognize that some seams are more complicated than other seams. Like if you have a pair of jeans, there's usually two seams. One has um, a double line of stitching and the other one doesn't. And so think through like which seam is easier to take out. The seams that have double rows of stitching are going to be harder to take out. And so sometimes coats or different items come with double rows of stitching. And those are like the kind of items that you're not going to want to start altering, especially if you're new <laughs> at it. But if you have a blouse that's very straight, A-line blouse has very simple side seams and it's just a little bit too big and you wanna fit it a little bit, it's all it is is a matter of taking a straight seam down from under the arm. And you know, again, it's gonna take a little bit of time, but the thrifting is also like um, 
low risk. So you can spend very little money, experiment with altering some things and not feel like you wasted a fortune mm. or that you ruined something that would have been good. So that is one element that, you know, don't feel so guilty about it because you have to give yourself the grace to learn. So that would definitely be a thrifting tip. And something like a ripped lining in a jacket, you can mend that. Whereas um, if, if you find something in the thrift store that is worn through in a place that's not in a seam, that's going to be much more challenging to fix. I mean, you could cover it over with some kind of patching or appliques, but as far as like maintaining the garment, it also might mean that that garment is kind of on its way out. So it might not be the best buy. Let's think what, what other tips I can think of. Um, zippers, definitely you can, you can replace zippers. As far as complexity, they're going to be definitely a higher level of complexity than a side seam in a simple blouse. So just give yourself the grace to start simple. Now, some of these things, as far as alterations, I would recommend a sewing machine, like learning how to use one, because that's really what's going to help you save the money and become skilled and that is something that people start to like get a little freaked out about in terms of feeling like the sewing machine is a machine that feels overwhelming. But again, I always remind people, you use the gadgets in your kitchen, you use a food processor, you use a computer, you use an iPhone, you drive a car. You can absolutely learn to run a sewing machine. And it's just a lot about patience and it's a skill that you'll learn over time, the different size of needles and yeah, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram if you're like on a sewing machine and you're like, I don't know what to do. The thread is jammed. Uh, I love people asking questions because it's no fun to be on a sewing machine and suddenly feel frustrated. And I get that. Like, that's a common problem because as you're learning, there's it's the moving threads and different types of fabric there's just a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not something that you have to feel like is unattainable. It definitely is something that I think everybody can learn to do. Yeah. I love how you say that. And I feel like that is so encouraging to remember that it is something that we learn. It's a, it's a journey. We don't, the first meal I cooked wasn't perfect, but it is a learning, it's a journey. And so I love that reminder that no matter where you are, if you are like me and have couldn't remember the last time you held a needle and thread, <laughs> but going, well, actually, no, I'm going to learn. And I'm just in, I'm just in training of learning how to sew. I mean, I'm in training of sewing. So I love that. Do you have any final tips or advice for mums um to do with anything sewing business being a mom anything on your heart to share I would say that yes I sew for business and all of that but the most important thing to me is and I think to everyone is just remembering that 
as moms, we're always trying to do better and be better, but it's really that relationship with Jesus that just, we have to come to him and get our strength and our identity from him. And no matter where you are, whether it's like, even in the mom journey of feeling bad that you don't know how to sew, like, remember, like, that's not how God looks at you. Like when you don't feel perfect in terms of being ready to be a mom or or someone that has all the skills for all the things or raising perfect kids is just coming and remembering that God says that we're dearly loved and Mm -hmm. that's more important and you have to we have to rest in that and find our identity in that yeah wow what a way to finish can't think of a more beautiful encouragement to end on so thank you so much for sharing and for sharing all your tips and wisdom on sewing and business motherhood all the things so can you just before we go can you just share where uh, anyone can get in touch with you sure so my platform of choice is definitely instagram you can just find me at naomi fada I also have a website, which is naomifada.net. There's some free downloads available. There's actually a little thrifting guide, sewing and thrifting guide that you can download. I think if you scroll down to the bottom of the main page, it's down there. And then I am on Facebook. It's just Naomi Fada Sews. So those are really the three best options. I'd love to see you there. Amazing. Well, thank you. And I'll put the links for the Instagram, Facebook website and the guide all in the show notes for everyone to check out as well. But thank you so much, Naomi, for coming on and chatting with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up another episode. And I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.